I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. Thinking about how you can provide value and make sure that any collaboration is mutually beneficial is super helpful. And then I'd also say being sort of specific with your ass is important too. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. This is episode 111. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're chatting about how to work with brands as a content creator and grow your Instagram. But before we go any further, what are you drinking today, Jesse? Mm, big surprise. Guess what? I'm back on the box wine kick. <sighs> it wouldn't but you know be... what? My, my husband's boss said that he also enjoys a nice oh, I think wine. Th- I think there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it, considering what I've been drinking lately is a whole lot of chocolate milk. Well, um, you've also been partaking in some um, mocktails. Oh, yeah. I've been so. discovering... I'll tell you, you know, I, so this is kind of a weird segue, but I, um, I became a pescatarian in 2011, I want to say. So it's been 12 years and I found my world um, of food choices. Like, well, some people are like, oh, well, doesn't that limit you? All of a sudden I was eating so many different things. And I feel like with this, you know, kind of mandatory sober time that I'm going through (laughs) and I'm going to go through it for a lot longer. Um, I've discovered so many great mocktail options, like, and so many restaurants that offer them to like Mm -hmm. places, things I would have never really considered. Um, we were at Alchemy's in Linfield the other day and there's something called the Fluffhead, which is, was like absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. And then when we were in Newport and, um, December there's Diego's has some great mocktails like and one like they use some kind of spirit in it and I say if you say spirit but I have air quotes around it because it isn't alcoholic but it tastes so authentic that you know I was like are you sure that this is not alcoholic (laughs) it was really it was it was it I mean not that I love the taste of alcohol necessarily but it you know it does kind of enhance some of the other flavors and whatever you're mixing it with so I was like Wow, this is really good. So yes, I have been drinking a lot of really great mocktails lately. Mm, Just yeah. really good stuff. Very nice. Um, well, and it's, you know, it's kind of a fitting that I should be talking about some of our travels with, you know, going to Newport and everything. Because today we are going to dive into our conversation with Colleen Blair, who is also a local traveler. And her blog is called Travel Like a Local MA. So let's listen into our conversation with her about working with brands and growing your Instagram. Blair is the Boston-based blogger and content creator behind Travel Like a Local MA with a focus on travel across Massachusetts and New England. She covers destinations, hotels, and restaurants, as well as cultural attractions, outdoor adventures, events, and local shops, businesses, and products, all from the perspective of a local resident. On top of her successful side hustle as a content creator, she works full-time in marketing, and today she's going to talk about talk with us about how to work with brands and grow your Instagram following as a travel influencer. Colleen, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. We are so excited to have you. Well, this is Cocktails and Content Creation, so we must start off with what are you drinking? 
Today, or what would I, you be drinking if it's uh, <laughs> 5 p.m.? An Aperol Spritz. Even though it's still cold here in Massachusetts, I mm-hmm. am channeling summer with my favorite summer cocktail, the Aperol Spritz. And I'm there do, with you. Yeah. I'm there with you. We do love a good uh, summer cocktail. All right. Well, we, I kind of gave a, a quick uh, intro about what you do, but tell us more about how you got to this point and uh, give us a little bit more insight into travel like a local MA. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I started doing this in 2019. Um, I've always had an interest in travel ever since I was young. My grandparents and my great aunt um, traveled the world. And so they used to bring um, my sister and I toys and objects and different things from from sort of all over uh, from their travels. And so it's something that I always really loved and was interested in. And I've always had a fascination with uh, with hotels and exploring different destinations. So it's just sort of something that I've always had an interest in. Um, in 2019, I was actually taking a little bit of a sabbatical in between jobs and wanted to have a, a creative outlet. And I was talking to my sister, who actually also has an Instagram and blog, um, which is Travel Like Local Vermont. So she sort of does the same thing um, in the Vermont area. And she had said to me, you know, you're you're doing so much locally. You're always out and about around Boston and New England. Why don't you start Travel Like Local MA and share sort of what you're doing in Massachusetts? And so I figured, you know, I'm doing a lot of this anyway. I'll put it out there and maybe can inspire people um, about things to do in in their local community, sort of from my perspective as a Boston resident and Massachusetts resident. So I started doing that in 2019 and started out really, um, I'd say, pretty hyper-local, sharing about different spots in my neighborhood. I live in Charlestown, so focusing on different shops or things to do here in the area, and then also sharing trips that I was going on. throughout New England. And then of course 2020 covid hit and people were no longer traveling. Everyone was was home. And so I think at that point people were really looking for more ideas of what they could do um within sort of their area in their own community and so I pivoted my content to really focus on things that people could do around around Massachusetts and whether it was hikes or best spots for picnics or places to get fun takeout kits or cocktail kits. Um, And then once travel started to sort of slowly open up again, people still wanted to, they were ready to get out of their houses, but not necessarily take a flight to Europe just yet. And so I started getting a lot of questions about, oh, well, where do you like to go in New England? Uh, Where are your favorite places to travel? And so I started sharing a little bit more about um, just local trips that I was taking, day trips, overnight trips, weekend getaways, and it's sort of grown from there. It really is impressive that, you know, you started this, and as you said, in 2019, and you already, you know, even with a full-time job, already at almost 17,000 followers on Instagram. What do you feel was that secret kind of sauce that that got you to that number? Is it 
Is it just fostering community? Is it just that you had such great content? Was it a combination? Like what, what did you have that people wanted? Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely a combination, especially I'd say during the COVID era when sort of everyone was at home, I definitely used that as an opportunity to focus a lot more on engagement and I credit that a lot for the growth that I've seen on my channel. Um, I think it's something that when people are first starting out, they think, oh, okay, I need to engage with other accounts to grow. And then as they start to get larger, that piece sort of drops off. And for me, I try to keep that a priority to make sure that I am liking and commenting on other people's posts, whether it's other content creators, whether it's the brands that I follow. Um, brands that I hope to work with, uh, just making sure that I'm active on the platform. Um, but I think also being authentic and, and trying to put content out there that will resonate with people. I always try to look for content that I think will be compelling or that I would be excited about. Uh, and I try to make sure that the content I'm creating is shareable too. I think that's Something that's important and a great way to grow is by putting out content that other people want to save and share with with their audiences and um, with their communities. So I think that has been super helpful as well. Uh, I try to make my content sort of, or I should say probably try to find the balance between putting out content that's sort of personal to me, but then also just content that is informative and helpful. And people have told me that they really like that and appreciate that. And they're more willing to sort of share that if it's informational and um, something they find interesting that they think their families and friends would like to know about. So you mentioned working with brands. Mm -hmm. um, at about how many followers did you start working with brands like when did you start doing that and was it you know them reaching out to you seeing what you were doing on the platform or you know did you kind of realize you know especially with your your background I'm gonna start reaching out to them and and get this going so I'd say that it was maybe when I was around 5,000 followers ish that I started Working with brands, um, my first brand partnership was actually with uh, KM, the local, um, they make hot dogs and bacon. Do you and... smell them going over the uh, the, the Tobin <laughs> Bridge if you're yes, on a hot day. Yeah, based in Chelsea, super mm -hmm, local. Right um, near they, they had just introduced their uh, thick cut bacon. It was a brand new product for them and they were looking for local influencers to help promote the fact that this was now available. And uh, that was the first time that I had ever um, worked with someone. They they had approached me. It was actually through a relationship with my sister. She had worked with them uh, previously. And so I did a campaign for them making bacon wrapped scallops. Their bacon is actually delicious. And my husband and I now only eat KM bacon and so do my parents and we've converted other people as well but um, talk about creating authentic content right there that you yeah, still love the product exactly. it's a great product I hi highly recommend it um 
but yeah, that was sort of the first time that, uh, that I worked with a brand and, and that was fun. And, um, from there I've worked with, um, a couple other brands. I worked with Papa Gino's for a while, um, which was also something that sort of came to me. I, it may have been sparked by, um, the KM partnership, but, um, I, I worked with them and then sort of started working with other, um, you know, I guess local shops and, and some local, um, tourism authorities and, um, tourism boards, different hotels, uh, and it just sort of grew from there. I think I'd say probably I'm, I'm not the kind of person that does a ton of proactive pitching. It's actually one of my goals to, to work on that a little bit more, um, especially as I continue to grow. But I found that if I was already going to be visiting a destination, I would sometimes send an email just to say, introduce myself, say that I was coming, um, see if there was anything specific they were looking to promote, if they'd be interested in a collaboration. Um, and that I think was something that kind of helped me gain confidence to start approaching more brands and properties about potentially working together. I have a follow-up question. So at this point in, um, your travel MA journey was, were you just, did you just have the Instagram? Did you have the blog platform? Where were you with, um, the type of content that you were creating at that point? Yeah. So, so I do have a blog. It's actually something that I've been meaning to, to update. Um, it definitely does need some updates and that's another one of my goals for this year. Uh, I've really primarily been focused on Instagram as a channel, but I know that there is definitely value in sort of owning those relationships with, with your customers, whether it's through, um, you know, blog subscriptions or blog traffic. Um, I'd love to start an email newsletter. That's something else that I'm thinking about. Uh, but Instagram has really been my, my main channel to date. So with these partnerships early on, you know, getting you started, it would be, you know, sharing something on Instagram primarily as like your quote deliverable for them, right? Yeah. In most okay. cases, it was either, I mean, I guess at that point, that was prior to Reels. So it was usually yeah. either a static post and stories or uh, a carousel post of photos and a story campaign to go along with it. And how much time did you say, like, again, we, we know you, you kind of have this as a, a side job. How much mm -hmm. time on average do you spend cre creating this content? Like say in a week, what, what do you, what, what do you have for time? Oh gosh. It, it really depends on, on what I have going on. I think there are sort of two parts to it. One part of it is getting out and collecting the content and having right. experiences and traveling and, and doing all that and sort of collecting all of the content while I'm out in the field, I guess, so to speak. And then there's coming home and editing it and putting it together. I think now with reels in the mix as well, it's, it takes even more time because I need to try to figure out, is this content something that lends itself better to photos or to video? And now when I'm collecting content, I'm trying to take a mixture of both. When I first started, it was just photos. So I was going out and, and taking photos and 
now with video in the mix, I always have to try to be careful to make sure that I'm capturing both. Because sometimes if I'm done with a trip or done with an event, I'll start going through all the material I've collected and realize, oh, shoot, I only took three videos. That's not going to be enough for a compelling reel. So thinking about that is is always sort of happening. But I'd, I'd say weekends are largely spent on collecting content. That's when I do the majority of my travel. You know, my weekends are definitely pretty busy with trying to get out there and and do a lot of things and sort of collect the content that I need for the week. And then I try, I'm not always successful, but I sort of try to batch my content to the extent that I can. Um, And usually Sundays are my day for that. It doesn't always get done. Um, But if I can spend an hour or two on Sunday sort of going through editing photos, editing video, creating those reels, um, writing the captions, I try to get it all ready so that I have it ready to go for the week. And then when I want to post something, I can just go on. It's saved in my drafts. It's ready to go and just kind of hit, hit that publish button. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So to the extent that I can, I try to do it that way. And when I do plan trips, I try to think about how I can be most efficient in terms of collecting content. So for example, I recently went on a trip to New Hampshire. And so in addition to collecting content about the hotel I stayed at, I also collected content around the town that it was in as the destination and this little diner that we went to for breakfast. And uh, we went to a local attraction as well. So collected content there and all of those things I'll turn into their own post. So mm. I'll have maybe a reel on the hotel followed by maybe a carousel of photos um, about the town followed by a reel or some more photos on the attraction. So I, I kind of try to get as much bang for my buck as I can out of all of the different trips and experiences that I'm doing on weekends. You're smart, you know, using using content, repurposing content, you know, going through all the different things that you're doing while you're there. Now, any good kind of Instagrammer, influencer, whatever you want to call it, knows that the other half of having a successful Instagram account, social media account is engaging. And you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. that earlier. How much time do you say you would spend in kind of fostering that community? And how do you go about it? Is there like a a specific formula that you're like, I need to engage with this many accounts um, today? Or, you know, do you go into a certain niche that you know you're going to be posting about and mm-hmm. kind of comment on a bunch of people like that? How do you do it? I wish that I had a, a steady formula that I could use, but I you do such with... a great job. I see you on there all the time. So I'm well, like, thank oh, you. she does yeah, a great I, job. I try to engage as much as I can when when I have a chance. I usually am on the app first thing in the mornings, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do some engagement to kind of wake things up for the day. Certainly in the evenings, um, my husband is a big sports fan, so... He almost always has some Boston sports game uh, <laughs> on. And well, you know, I, I like Boston sports as well. I'm not quite as obsessed as he is. So 
sometimes when he's doing that and, and watching the game, I'll just sort of scroll through my phone. And I know this situation <laughs> mm-hmm. very well. Yes. Um, <laughs> on weekends, I mean, it's, it can be tough to, to find that balance. And there are times when I'll realize, oh, gee, I really haven't gone on and, and engaged with, with people as much as I should. Um, so I try to make an effort to do that. I mean, I think a lot of social media is sort of reciprocal, um, in that certainly there are accounts that I sort of engage with on a regular basis. They engage back and, I think that's just helpful because I think if the algorithm sees people engaging with your content, it's going to show it to more people, right? So mm-hmm. having sort of that steady stream of engagement. But then to your other point, I also find that hashtags are a great tool as well. If I know that I'm going to be posting about New Hampshire, or if I know that I'm going to be posting about a restaurant, I'll look at the hashtags that I want to use, whether it's visit New Hampshire or um, the explore New Hampshire, New New England living, whatever it may be, and try to engage with accounts that are using those hashtags. If it's a restaurant, I'll go try to find some of the foodie accounts that, you know, hashtag Boston foodies and things like that and engage with those accounts before I post. Um, It's never an exact science, but I think the more that you can just kind of put yourself out there and people see you engaging with your, with their content, they're more apt to kind of click over and check out your profile and see what you're all about. Now, as a marketing professional, you know, you, you may have a little bit of an up, you know, an upper hand on things. Um, What is your, you know, both, it's kind of a two for question. What advice do you have when it comes to outreach for brands? And is this the advice that you follow as an influencer? Like how maybe how mm-hmm. does how might that different be different for you? Yeah, I think having that sort of marketing lens on things is is certainly helpful. I think with any collaboration, you want to think about not just what's in it for you, but also what you can offer to brands. Um, So thinking about how you can help them, especially sort of in the travel realm, a lot of hotels and attractions and museums, they don't have large marketing budgets. Um, In fact, a lot of work that I do with Museums and other attractions, a lot of them are nonprofits, um, so they don't have huge budgets to pay for things like high-quality photography all the time uh, or social content that they can use on their channels. So I try to think about what I can provide that would benefit the brand uh, and and offer that up, whether it's providing visuals uh, for the, you know, for their channels or photography for their website or whatever they sort of need, I try to look at what challenges they may have and and look at how I can help them. And I think the other thing is just making sure you're familiar with the brand that you want to work with. Make sure that you're following them on social media, that you're looking at their content, that you've engaged with their content. Um, take a look to see are there certain things that they've really been pushing lately that you might be able to help with uh for example 
I worked with a resort over the summer that had been posting a lot about their golf course. My husband's a very avid golfer. I don't personally play, but I will go out with him sometimes and, and capture content of him playing. And so I had mentioned to them, I saw that you've been doing a lot of promotion around golf. My husband's a, a great golfer. He loves to play. If that's something of interest, I'd be happy to go out with him, take some content of your golf course, share that with my followers, and then send you some photos that you're welcome to use for your social channels um, afterward. And so I think just thinking about how how you can provide value and make sure that any collaboration is mutually beneficial is is super helpful. Um, and then I'd also say being sort of specific with your ask, I think is is important too. I think sometimes as content creators, we have a tendency to kind of go out and pitch a brand with something along the lines of, hi, my name's Colleen. I, I love your brand. I'd love to work together. Please let me know if this is of interest, which I feel like is probably a little bit less likely to get a response. And if you say, you know, I've been following you for several months or years or however long it is. Um, I love your brand. I have visited your resort or I visited the destination that you're in. Um, I'm thinking about coming to the area in June. These are a few dates that work for me. I'm interested in promoting your golf course, your tennis courts, and um, the beach, what you know, whatever it may be. Um, and sort of give some specific ideas of the types of content that you want to create that hopefully aligns with sort of what they're what they've been promoting through their marketing channels. I feel like you're probably more likely to get a response than if you just sort of send a, a general, hi, I'd like to work together, email out into the the ether. Well I can I completely uh, agree. I can relate to that when anybody like just in general, when you get like emails from people, Mm -hmm. like I get all kinds of like SEO experts and brand strategists, like not just like cold emailing and half the time they're like, they, they think I'm a man, first of all. So I'm like, clearly you've never checked <laughs> oh, out Jesse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second of all, they're like, oh, I see you're a web designer. No, no, I'm a photographer. So uh-huh. strike number two. So it's, I think, I mean, obviously that's very like, that's very much spam, but getting mm-hmm. specific definitely shows that you've done your homework and that you're legit, like mm-hmm. you're not yeah. spam. And so they continue to read further. And sometimes yeah, I feel I, like when, especially when you're as an, like, as an influencer, when you're asking people for something, you feel like, uh, and you kind of just want to get in and out and you don't mm-hmm. realize that, like, actually you're doing yourself a real disservice in, in that, you know, just ask the question, just get it yeah. out there, spit it out. And that's because if you don't ask, you're not going right. to get it. Yeah. And I think, too, you can tell if an email is sort of just cut and pasted and. Oh, Yeah blasted out to a ton of people. So I think as much personalization as you can put into it is helpful, obviously without being too long. No one has time to read a 12-paragraph email, but even something that sort of says, you know, I don't know, as an example, I love the Blair Hotel and it's one of my favorite places. I 
you know, love, I keep going back to golf, but I love the golf course and, um, it's, you know, near, near and dear to my heart. And I would love to share about my experience with my followers. And this is what I'm thinking of doing. Um, just including a little tidbit or saying, you know, I looked at your social channels. I see that you've been really promoting your romance package and, uh, would love to, to help with promoting that. I think it would be of interest to my audience and also talking about who your audience is. I mean, for me, my audience is 75% women. Um, and sort of the sweet spot is within like the 25 to 44 year old range. So for most of the, if I'm pitching a brand, I'm sort of looking at brands that are probably targeting a similar demographic. If there's a brand that's targeting teenagers, I'm probably not the influencer (laughs) that you want to work with because that's not my audience. Or if you're, you know, heavily going after a male audience, then I'm probably not the person for you because I do tend to lean more, more female, um, in my audience mix. So sharing some of that data, I think too, can sometimes be helpful, especially, um, as a, as someone who creates travel content, a lot of those travel decisions are being made by, um, women in, in the family and, and by moms. And so, uh, I think sometimes when I share that, um, with with brands or with hotels that sort of resonates because they know that it's that's sort of the audience that's making a lot of the travel decisions very good point i didn't even that that's something i didn't because i am definitely the travel planner in our family i'll tell you that mm-hmm. all right well now we've heard we've heard uh, your awesome advice and we are actually going to have you back on the show on the next show so we can't wait to talk to you more but for now where can people find out more about you uh, and, and what you do So you can find me on Instagram, uh, travel like a local MA is my handle. Uh, and then I also have a blog as well. Like I said, I, I am in the midst of updating that, but travel like a local MA.com is where you can find me online. Well, Colleen, thank you so much for coming on the show and we'll look forward to having you back next time. Thank Thank you. you so much. It was really inspiring to me. A lot of people that we've talked to in terms of influencers have been doing this for a long time. And to hear somebody who started so kind of very recently um, in 2019 and then was able to pivot herself so well during the pandemic when we were all kind of sticking to the same area with the you know not going anywhere it was that was inspiring to me but was also inspiring is how she has engaged with like we I know when we had talked with her originally about coming on the show the big part was kind of how she does work with Mm -hmm. brands and obviously she as, as we did mention she is a marketing specialist so she has kind of that insider knowledge right um but it is, it is, I mean, I mean, she's, she is so sweet. She's always commenting on my stuff, liking it. I see her all, you know, there's, there's a, there's kind of a tight knit Boston, New England blogger community. And I'm always seeing her on everybody else's Instagrams, you know, cheering people on, which, you know, does bring people back to her own Instagram 
um, mm-hmm. and website and, and, and does help with her engagement. But she's just also very, um, I've, I've met her a couple of times at a couple of different events and she's always just very sweet and authentic. And I, I appreciate how engaged, not just how she works for her engagement, how engaged she is on the platform. And I think that that's one of the reasons why brands love working with her too, is because she is so active. So that is something to think about when you're, when you're thinking about if you want to work with brands, like think about the time you also have to devote to engaging with others on either, you know, wherever you're working, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, um, making sure that you're on there and really starting those conversations, not just kind of and I, I'm so guilty of this so often, posting and ghosting. Mm, yeah, no, that was one of the big takeaways <sighs> I had with her as well as the engagement that she puts into it because she did mm. say that, you know, she made a point to say that that's what she does, but she also is very strategic um, in addition mm-hmm. to like, you know, just being like that cheerleader, like you said, but she also is like, if she is interested in working with a brand or, you know, mm-hmm. destination, she's, you know, going to you know, make a, a, a very real attempt to connect with them and make sure that they're a good fit and what they need and it mm-hmm. matches up with what she can provide. Realizing it's a two-way street when it mm-hmm. comes to, it's not just them providing her with something for free or for payment. It's that she's also providing something to them as well. Um, it's a very, it's, it's, it's a fresh, fresh perspective that I appreciated mm-hmm. hearing. So thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation today. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and you can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. I'm Kate Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram and occasionally TikTok at Fashionably Kate and Co. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. I am actually on TikTok, but I am much, very much a scroller. not a poster yet so uh yeah that's where i am uh make sure to tune in next time we do have another great episode of cocktails and content creation for you until then cheers to your next cocktail or mocktail oh yeah there we go and happy content creating